from Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. Today is Monday, September 13th. I'm Lisa Mullins in Boston. The head of the Catholic Church in Belgium acknowledges widespread sexual abuse by children of priests. It's the latest scandal to rock the Catholic Church. Also, Hillary Clinton has compared crime-ridden Mexico to the Colombia of 20 years ago. We're going to hear from Bogota about that analogy. And we hear what happened when Jewish folk tunes were set to a mambo beat. Definitely a hybrid occurred, something that was neither Latin nor jazz nor Jewish. Now, this news. BBC News with David Legg. Cuba has announced plans to lay off massive numbers of state employees in the biggest shift to the private sector since the revolution in 1959. The Cuban Labour Federation said more than a million workers will lose their jobs, half of them within the next few months. Here's James Reid. President Raul Castro had already signalled that he wanted to reduce the role of the state to tackle a deep crisis in Cuba's socialist economy. But the scale and speed of the job cuts are much greater than had been expected. A million state employees, around one in five, will eventually lose their jobs. A minority of Cubans already work for themselves, and there's a thriving black economy. But the private sector will have to expand hugely to create enough new jobs. In a country famous for its revolution, this is a dramatic change of course. At least 18 people have been killed and about 100 wounded during violent demonstrations in Indian-administered Kashmir. They were protesting against Indian rule and a report that a copy of the Muslim holy book, the Quran, had been desecrated in the United States. Altaf Hussein reports from Srinagar. Thousands of people have taken to the streets across the Kashmir Valley chanting anti-US and anti-India slogans. They have burned effigies of President Obama and set fire to several government buildings and vehicles besides a school owned by the Protestant church. A student of the seventh standard is among those killed. A policeman also died after he was run over by a vehicle during a protest. The number of the dead is likely to rise as some of the injured are in a serious condition. A day before Middle East peace talks resume in Egypt, a group representing Jewish settlers in the occupied Palestinian territories has threatened to destabilize the Israeli government. The Yesha Council said it would withdraw its support for Benjamin Netanyahu's right-wing coalition if it continued to prevent the building of new homes in the territories. Naftali Bennett is a spokesman for the settlers in Ra'anana in central Israel. If Prime Minister Netanyahu and his government decide to depart and weaken this uh, iron wall that we're building on uh, the mountain range of Judea and Samaria, that means they no longer represent the Israeli public, and therefore it's an illegitimate government. A partial moratorium on Israeli settlement building is due to expire in under two weeks. The Palestinians say they will walk out of new peace talks if settlement construction resumes. The NATO command in Afghanistan has issued new guidelines for awarding international contracts. The new rules are designed to increase oversight for billions of dollars worth of contracts for services ranging from transportation to food. The head of NATO forces in Afghanistan, General David Petraeus, said that without the extra oversight, there was a danger that some funds would unintentionally fuel corruption and finance insurgent networks. World News from the BBC. 
At least 33 people are reported to have survived when a Venezuelan airliner on an internal flight crashed near the city of Puerto Ordaz. The local governor, Francisco Rangel, said 14 bodies have been found, but four people were still listed as missing. The plane, an ATR-42, belonged to Venezuela's state airline, Conviasa, and was flying to the Caribbean resort island of Margarita. The French newspaper Le Monde is suing the French government for what it says is a violation of laws protecting anonymous sources. The paper accused the president's office of ordering the security services to find a high-level government leak, an accusation the office has denied. The leak concerned a long-running investigation into political donations to President Sarkozy's party. The Muslim cleric behind plans to build an Islamic...